0: Welcome, Welcome to the, to the future, this podcast. podcast, 1999, 1999, 1999.
1: Welcome to Podcast 1999, the podcast about Space 1999. I'm your immortal host, Mark Malik.
0: I'm your immortal host, Matt Comages. Wow, well, I'm going to teach you about death today. <laughs> Is that a threat? <laughs> you are wearing
1: all black, it
0: seems. Yeah, Like, yeah, a, I, like my, just like this guy. <laughs>
1: imagine if my, my like sleeves and pant legs were super big flared and I kept making weird choices. I guess the end of eternity is an airlock, then.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's dead. Okay. Yeah, just he's, he's gonna be floating in space for a while. So he's uh, waiting for I, season three. Did I tell you about the game Sunburn that recently is re um, reinstallable on my iPad? There was a few years where it like this because of the um, updates, iOS updates, I couldn't play it, but they finally fixed it. Mm. Anyway, Sunburn, you know. What wow. I'm
1: well no, but I mean I've I have a bunch of games I loved on my first iPhone that I can't ever play again and that no one updates because people don't care. They got your dollar and left. Well someone But that's nice that one. someone that's nice that someone cared. That's great. Well that's what the game's about,
0: because your ship does like blows up in space and the crew is um is just floating around. And as the captain, they don't want to die alone. So you have to jet pack around with your oxygen and jump off you know, it's a gravity game and you have to get everyone in so a you're... chain and then you all fly into the sun together
1: oh you die with them that's nice that's great. <laughs> that's the whole point again not <laughs> that you're gonna live just that you're all gonna die together in space so i wish the movie sunshine had done that
0: yeah that was they did go into the sun i guess so there was that yeah that
1: but happened. not before there was some anyway i've complained about that movie more than enough on podcasts mm. um so today's episode end of eternity um how about some trivia then i thought you were just going to start doing that to be honest how about i how about i start doing it and then interrupt myself by telling you what i'm going to do today's trivia today's episode is 16th in production order ray austin is back to direct he'll be back for two more in season one and two more in season two johnny Byrne co-wrote this with the anderson's you last saw his work in voyager's return he was unsatisfied with the script because he felt like the episode wasn't long enough for him to include any motivation for balor's evil deeds he had plans to bring the character back if the show had continued for a third season. However, this was not to be. Another person dissatisfied with the script was story consultant Christopher Penfold. And there was so much friction between him and ITC New York who were pushing for a monster of the week formula that Jerry Anderson demoted Penfold to staff writer and gave Johnny Byrne the story consultant role. So we have a little bit of a uh, shakeup here from here onwards. Or at least, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Um, personas yeah uh, our main guest the star our main guest to star this week is peter Bowles as balor he was born in 1936 in london and had a long career on the stage and screen often being cast as a villain because of how tall he was he found his greatest success a few years after this in the hit tv comedy series to the manor born which i've never heard of but hey i'm not british uh, aside from that you can see him in rumpole of the Bally try this one for size, and a day in the death of Joe Egg. He passed away from cancer in 2022. Also the blow-up. Yes, he was in blow-up. Yeah, forgot sorry. to put that in. That doesn't have a "the," does it? It's just blow-up, okay. No, I think the blow-up is something different. That might be the it's diploma thing. You have to ask for That's blow-out. the uh, guess starring as Mike Baxter is James Smilly. Uh, Born in 1944 in Scotland, but raised in Australia. He's had a successful acting career in both countries. You can catch him in programs such as Red Dwarf, Final Contract, Death on Delivery, and in 28 episodes of Prisoner. Finally, we have Judith Hepburn as the uncredited murdered nurse. She was born in 1948 in Malaysia, and yes, that is her real birth name. At this time, she was married to Anton Phillips, who played Dr. Matthias. Um... She doesn't have a long resume, but she also plays an uncredited nurse in three more upcoming Season 1 episodes of Space 1999. So we'll find out soon if she dies in all those episodes, too.
0: So she died, but she got better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Science fiction. She's immortal. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, okay. Oh, that's that's, that's that. That's that. Okay. That's that. How about a summary? Sure. Sure. Okay, the Alphans have found an asteroid with signs of a breathable atmosphere inside. After finding a door, they immediately blow it off with explosives, accidentally wounding pilot Mike Baxter and seemingly killing an alien inside of a small room full of creepy art. They then take the alien to Alpha Medical, where he's pronounced dead. However, it soon turns out that he is not dead. He has regenerate, regenerative powers, and his name is Balor. He says that he was cast out of Society of Immortals for trying to show them that death was important. Alpha grants Baller refuge. Meanwhile, he visits Baxter, who is upset that his injuries will prevent him from being able to be a pilot anymore. Baller offers to help Baxter. Meanwhile, when Koenig comes to check on check on him, Baxter attacks him with a model airplane and then dies, frozen in a horrible expression. But Baller heals Koenig's wounds while he's unconscious. Koenig confronts Baller because Baxter's corpse looks so much like his paintings. Baller admits that he's going to take over Alpha and torture everyone, whether Koenig likes it or not. Tonic then comes up with a plan to trick Balor into the airlock, and the other Alphans manage to eject him. As they leave the area, they blow up the asteroid, but then as they get farther away, the asteroid begins to regenerate. Okay.
0: (laughs) So that's where I guess that was a cliffhanger for the season three that never came. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he deserves
0: that. He deserves to just wait for season three, whatever happens. Well, you old Victor is like it was all groovy, baby. Because, like I said, every episode he just gets like a little bit more Austin Powers. Like he's getting too <laughs> relaxed on set or something,
1: you know? Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be cool if the last episode of season one he just gets really, really relaxed and then just fades out.
0: Yeah, that would that would be a that would be a good uh, character arc. I think that's, that's how, <laughs> that makes a good character arc, right?
1: Um, it's not like it wouldn't happen.
0: I, I in know. I know we try to keep the language uh, relatively clean on this show, but Balor is basically like the perfect asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, uh, I mean he, he's he a... deserves that title. Like you said, they were trying to give him more motivation for his evil and stuff. I was like, no, no, less, less. Just, just no motivation for this.
1: <laughs> this to me is sort of proof that Nick Cage didn't really happen in a vacuum, because this guy makes so many weird acting choices, and it's just totally compelling. He, he is fully aware that his costume is huge and that he's super tall and he keeps just sort of taking up tons of space and, and they're keep uh, uh, and some of the best fight choreography we've seen in the series so far and he's just like destroying multiple dudes while music plays and then no sound effects so it's like they're trying to do a, a I montage. I definitely
0: like the beatdown music.
1: It's great. It's I this is one of the dumbest episodes and i love it it's one of my favorite ones so far because it's just um straight ahead ridiculous and he's a a madman
0: (laughs) like um i i I think you liked uh more than i did uh what is the the guy gets possessed by aliens and starts killing everyone episode force
1: of life is that it
0: that force of life thank you like Mm -hmm. yeah like that one tried to put in too much emotion and stuff where this one is just like, let's have like episode four or just original star Wars, Darth Vader. I was like, get this guy a helmet,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he doesn't need a helmet because he kept making these weird faces. It's like, it's just, I don't, I, I didn't even, I couldn't really take notes about all the weird things he made. Sometimes he was just like, ah, you know, just be, um, do you think he'd be more at home on the, I think uh, with the Sam guy Neal
0: on the Event Horizon ship, or or with the Cenobites in Hellraiser? Yeah.
1: what's what's more of his crowd? This is an event. This is feels like a, a retelling of Event Horizon from from the future, featuring a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's like um, you know, Sam Neill Obviously, most people see him in Jurassic Park, so it's sort of a swerve for him to, and and I think he was kind of genuinely a. A sort of a nice person at the beginning of that movie and then turns into a hell maniac which i think (laughs) they cut out the i think they cut out the explanation along with all the other footage and that but um i think three hour
0: cuts just amazing probably
1: but i mean the um the the part in this episode where they just flash to all the artwork and play that scary music and just like kind of hit you in the face with it is as good as anything in event horizon (laughs) Like it, it's, it's as effective
0: yeah my notes are like is is Baylor going to end up being a low rent space seed con you know which I, I, I mean basically is uh.
1: this series is wall to wall low rent cons right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then I, he's just like a lot of other people we've seen and the this, no, just, Baylor offered
0: his people gothic horror <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah he taught them how to be
0: torn up would you all like to be tortured to death? Like, you know, <laughs> once an entire planet, like, jettisons you, you might want to reconsider your lot in life.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that I met a bunch of people who don't have any friends and they think that it's everyone else's fault. <laughs> it's always theirs. I, I <laughs> if did... you're listening to this, then I don't apologize. Then <laughs> you feel like that.
0: I, well, I, and he is a man who will beat you to death with a model airplane, an old
1: time old timey model <laughs> airplane. So that was that was cool. <laughs> well, he'll make another guy do it and then he'll kill him and then he'll be like, Yeah, that was so odd. Apparently, a lot of that footage was still was like cut because it was too violent. Oh, like, that scene had a bunch bad. of actual beating down. That's why it's a, a weird thing where it's POV. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. as i'll say i'll have to see if it's on my
0: my mega set uh space night because i do end up watching these things on youtube most of the time because i'm lazy i don't i don't actually pull out i mean they're all in hd on youtube so
1: why don't bother with pulling out my discs (laughs) but but you know the 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 actual actor is you know i think it's basically all him like uh part of his bio on imdb is that he disliked being a sitcom actor and he uh wanted to do shakespeare but so uh he to be here's an S&M a M drama queen a quote directly from him it says the classics are done by the big companies or by the big directors from the big companies and for reasons best known to them i have never been asked so you know he's sort of like got a chip on his shoulder that he's not doing shakespeare but he's like a weird maniac <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: i guess you could there's some roles in shakespeare that fit weird
1: maniacs i mean he could be, no he he could do it but put him in the tempest that would work he could do it but it's like what's on display here is he seems kind of and the, and the usually i don't know i i don't want to like take shots at this guy because he's genuinely genuinely compelling and i'd like to see something else with him in it but you know he sort of has that thing of taking himself too seriously and yet having crazy baffling choices like all the way just sort of you know he like somebody like eight choices each scene yes <laughs> Like I, I feel like he almost deserves the reputation that Shatner got. It's like, if you watch, Sh- you watch Shatner, you realize that so many impressions of Shatner are kind of drawn out more than than he actually is. But I'm not saying that that he's not a weirdo. But which actor makes the most choices?
0: Because Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. I was I was thinking here wonder if Benicio del Toro makes more choices than Nick Cage, although he doesn't show up in as many films. Because apparently in um, the usual suspects, are like, could you stop talking that way? So, ooh, I'm talking this way. like the whole voicing, he just that was a
1: choice he made. Oh, well, I I feel like he kind of makes this the the amount of choices he makes is a is he pull he's pulling from a small pool of choices. Mm. Where Nick Cage, just like uh, part of why I just think he's possibly the greatest living actor, be- is because and he can actually. Well, he can he can possibly like color out of space. He played he played a total nerd and then (laughs) played a maniac and he he did it. You know, he most people could not have done either of those things as well as he did. You know, it's just like sometimes you might argue that he made the wrong choice, but it's generally compelling. Yeah, the, the charm of that particular movie is you watch the first half and you think, why do they hire Nick Cage? And then the
0: second half, like,
1: oh, this is why they hired Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of expected what what I got, <laughs> which yeah, I enjoyed
0: I very much. You should expect that. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, this guy, I guess I, I also made a note that he's kind of like Star Trek's Q without the fun and whimsy. <laughs> I
1: mean, well, I thought there he was wants, fun and was he, He's not intentionally trying to be whimsical. That's the the difference. Yeah, he he's wants trying to, to play with you. Serious. This guy
0: wants to torture you and with yeah.
1: chains and airplanes. There is something about. I think there's just something about taking yourself super seriously that makes you the joke, and there's no way out of that. And I think that he, this guy, crossed that line, and that's part of why this is so fun. I, I do how there's like about a minute
0: where it's like well is Baylor gonna join their crew now (laughs) yeah it's almost
1: they need a new nuclear technician I believe you think that for a second and then you just realize that there are no recurring characters in the show ever including Mike Baxter I was like well oh I've never seen this guy before but he's talking to Koenig he's dead that was right he calls him Jim (laughs) he calls him by his real name on the asteroid
0: He's like, so is Jim. that <laughs> weird? Why is that
1: not in the trivia?
0: Um. Well, now it is. I just, I just okay. ended the trivia for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish there was some way to audi- audibly do an asterisk. Mm. <laughs> well, now we're the
0: podcast that makes noises at each other. Okay. I think we've crossed that line. Is it before, that your too. greatest fear? Yeah.
1: No, no, it's just the the thing where just people make the same noises over and over and repeat repeat things and repeat things and repeat things, then leave long silences. And then repeat things and then repeat things and then repeat. Yeah, um, (laughs) that just all the signs that you're tired of doing podcasts. So you're going to do anti-comedy and then you should just stop at that point. But anyway, funny folks, you think I'm funny? Am I funny
0: to you? You talking to me? <laughs> I don't well, see this anyone guy, else here.
1: This guy could be a taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking about What well, where where is this ra- I've already declared my love for this episode. Where where do you how do you feel about it? But that's why I was saying like for me
0: it's kind of like like force of life maybe was a little too dry for me. So I much prefer this version of a guy running around killing people for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah it's just that's it's, just, that's what he does you know it's it's like a, a venus fly trap traps flies right so baylor lures baits.
1: was like i i, I compare him much more to like the um what were the alien possessed possessor guys what was that one called oh yeah is it alpha yeah, child yeah, yeah. alpha child uh, yeah the alpha child guy but jarek where yeah was, that guy sucks it, okay he's almost he's almost he was wearing almost nothing instead of wearing a big flowy black thing, but he was just like, "I'm going to take over," <laughs> instead he... of pos- And this guy, instead of saying, "I'm going to possess everybody," he's just going to torture everybody. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. much the same guy. So, in the, except yeah. he he comes, he shows up differently. <laughs> well, if we put him in a steel cage match, who do you think comes out? Uh, I think him, right? Like Balor, like because because. Um, I guess we don't. See Jarek dude, wasn't he do super duper human, right? Okay, yeah. I, this is basically more. He, moral, like he a... could control people. So right. if he could control Balor, then he's screwed. Hmm. hmm. See, that's, that's the I guess we'll never about. know. That's what we would have found out in season if, three. <laughs> if this show, if this show was made now, like absolutely, they would both show back up and. I guess two. him and Jarek
0: Duke stand out currently as the the, the best villains of the show i mean we still got like the last enemy and war games yeah. and stuff for some some more funsies but and who knows what's in season two i don't we'll um, find out we might be disappointed i don't mm, know no nobody <laughs> knows nobody it's knows. the future it's no the future 2000 we'll see. Show past us this also made me think a little <laughs> bit um the the black mirror thing the the alistair episode which do you, have you seen that no, I've only seen
1: one episode of Black Mirror. Same here, but it's that one, which is where the, <laughs> Okay, guy I has... only saw the one where the guy from Breaking Bad in it, Jesse Clemens.
0: That's where he recreates people he knows in his um Star Trek simulation, but he just runs the place like a tyrant and tortures them and stuff. But they have like this weird sentience Wait. inside the machine.
1: Is that the same one? Yeah. I
0: saw. Maybe it's the same one you saw then. Okay, you forgot the name of That would be
1: weird. Well, the, you,
0: there's like Why, yeah, I don't remember what the name of the
1: ship that, was. I just that was uh like 2013. It was the thing where
0: so when they were like, hey, we're gonna make a TV episode that kind of looks like Star oh, yeah. Trek, and in 2013, yeah. everyone's like, we're on board, let's do it. Yeah, because <laughs> that was a very dry yeah. period. For, uh, that's the for, one. It was 2017, sort of
1: but weird. We've we've both only seen the same episode. <laughs> Probably because we're both Trekkie. <laughs> that's geeks, weird. And that that one was like you know catnip yeah. for Trekkie geeks. <laughs> Yeah, and um, the rest of whatever the rest of the series, I just haven't gotten around to watching it because I just don't watch things. But, <clears throat> anyway,
0: so yeah, I'll, I'll, and my point is, I I think him and Derek are probably the top flight villains so far.
1: I mean, would do you agree? Disagree? We, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, like... I can't think of anybody better than those two. I mean, um, we got people well, you know, also Peter Cushing of... and
0: Christopher Lee showed up. They were like very like um, you know. They weren't. Chris they really weren't. wasn't a villain, and that's my point. They I mean, were, the, and yeah. Cushing was like a conflicted villain,
1: kind of. You know, I mean, he was like an yeah. accidental villain, kind of. And I don't even know if the Guardian of Purity counts because it was a robot that was left there by villains that just went crazy. But um, and she was so, easy to take out too, not like Baylor. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I do like I know Looney, I was
0: how the, how the solution is to Looney Tune him. They like just move the yeah. sign. They <laughs> they the,
1: the signs that said warning airlock were just stickers. This <laughs> is <just> really hilarious. <laughs> and, the, and there were multiple ones. You have to spend all this time with this music playing, watching going, and just pulling these stickers off. So it was like, okay, you just show me one of them and I get it. But this is um, the, pretty much literally how Bugs Bunny would have dealt with the situation. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but there's something that I know that I keep an eye on every every second of every episode now and i wonder if you you've started uh taking note of this the moment that koenig says i don't know if i trust him <laughs> and he basically has that hunch where he's like i don't know the he goes on these tangents he's like i don't know you know those paintings looked looked scary so like why do you think that he actually and he's 100 correct could that be did, a did you uh think about that flag. at all if koenig doesn't trust you even a little then you're definitely like satan (laughs) he's so correct about everything
0: well he's a good judge of character some people just have that instinct you know you meet someone and you you already get the vibe if, if they're groovy or not one of the
1: groovy people he has brain plot armor (laughs) I have plot armor on my brain I like
0: that yeah okay
1: plot armor on my brain I don't know uh but yeah that's that is something I'm highly sensitive to now I mean what what does what would Koenig do I mean a
0: lot of sci-fi does that you know
1: yeah it just feels so obvious here
0: I guess commander admiral Adama and Battlestar gets more blowback for his decisions when he does that but uh (laughs)
1: Yeah, I still do not watch that yet.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Picard, I told you why you I didn't just, watch
1: it, right? I I think you did, but I've forgotten. I guess you could say it was it again if you wanted to. Cuz they kept saying fracking so much that it annoyed me because I was like just no one actually curses this much and then also I have to filter that my that through my brain. Oh, okay. I thought I was annoyed at how many times they said fracking.
0: What's the real word now that's how they find oil in the ground too. And that's a pretty bad yeah. thing. Yeah. So that could, that's an obscenity Terrible. to Mother Nature. So it Yeah. Works. Well, I was upset with
1: all the fracking.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's sad. Fracking mess. Um, <laughs> that There, that's how you come become a truly annoying podcast is to use that for every other word. <laughs> use for, that for yeah. a, for a oh, podcast God. that has nothing to do with. Metal <laughs> <Star Trek>. <laughs> 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 that's a sci fi, it has that to do with it, I guess. But um, nah. yeah.
1: I know. No, I, I don't I don't like it. I think you should just not use curse words if you're gonna I think if you're gonna use curse words you should just use them and if you aren't then you should just not use them because you can say a lot of things maybe just use different words. Like fracking. Like, yeah, but no, like also use fricking and bro <laughs> fr- frick friken? I don't know. Frocking. I think, I think dang is a good
0: um pseudo obscenity. I like things like son of a whore dang stupid man (laughs) (laughs) you're just a
1: dang guy I like things like like gutter snipe like you should just use words that use words that sound there are a lot of words that are not technically curse words that sound very interesting (laughs) um you should throw your wife into an acid bath see look that's you know just say things like that well, now you're
0: doing the Austin Powers thing where, like, hey, look, it's, a, and then they cut to the next scene where someone says, you know,
1: melons or whatever. I will disintegrate your colon. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> sure. Is that, you know, is that an enema? Maybe I should write. <laughs> maybe I should write these instead is that, of. Letting... Is that what the enema doctor says? Is, that, is, that, the, is yes. that a doctor? Do proctologists give you enemas? I don't know. Good evening. I will disintegrate your colon. <laughs> Just puts a mask on you immediately how do you um, feel with that said
0: is that cool are you like yeah go for it i mean that's
1: what i came for okay
0: there we go um another villain that baylor made me think of was was Mind because we were watching that last week my yeah, wife like forced us my life my wife like forced us to watch Mind because hannah and i wanted to watch something else and she's like no we're watching megamind so we saw aren't megamind. you
1: guys both kind of obsessed with Mind?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I for just, all three I, of you. Like, uh, no, I'm not saying. Uh, well, Tana didn't wasn't familiar with Megamind. She had forgotten it, which is why. Oh. Uh, okay. Why, why, why You I must remember Megamind. Putting it on that right. She was like, "You got to remember Megamind." That also sounds cooler than fracking. But he's he he has his um, designer capes, so he kind of moves around like Baylor. You were talking about the uh, making choices yeah. as you move. That's another good villain for doing that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I, and I feel like Jarek made. He moved. He was kind of accentuating how naked he was.
0: Yeah, he just kind of stands there, you know, saying things that are threatening. He's more He's, buff, too. That's why he wasn't wearing much, yeah. right? I didn't get the impression well, that uh, Baylor was like,
1: you know, a ripped or anything. They they both use their cut, physicality. Ripped, the cut. Yeah, they used their physicality in in a very interesting actor, expert actor way. Expert actor is that a word? Sure. Ma- Good actor good good actor
0: that's a good, good actor. actor yay would you, would you, you like a doggy treat, treat? yeah <laughs> oh sorry i'm giving him a doggy treat but uh yeah what uh what are you giving the actor yeah uh quailaids okay. oh <laughs> I, that's a, i guess in the 70s that makes sense <laughs>
1: yep <laughs> that was a good take man here's your reds and <laughs> I, I think i think Balor is more likely on ketamine but you know mm. or something but yeah i guess he's like a raven you know he looks a little bit like
0: edgar Allan poe without a mustache and mm, kind of yeah like a bird Never thought of that so i i don't know if that's important or not it's just a, a yeah. random i mean the the thing about this I... episode is that there's not like any particular there's not like a philosophical debate here it's just like nope you know prick shows up on moon base alpha starts killing people they shove them into an airlock
1: that's no, they he walks into an airlock. <laughs> but but the thing is, of course the, the thing is, of course, he has to take a bunch of time to explain why. <laughs> but but his argument isn't like Jarek's where he has he's trying to say, like, why shouldn't we be able to take your bodies? His argument is look, you should just give up because I'm going to take over your ship.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I like to torture people. I'm and now I'm here and that's that's just what's gonna i mean he has like they added it that exposition of motivation and stuff i guess well they didn't really they added exposition they didn't really add motivation did they except for no like this guy's cray cray
1: i think his motivation was he liked torturing people i don't i don't know how much you could really flesh that out it's like oh i was tortured as a child and i really liked it (laughs) i don't know so he didn't Um, make the paintings like the, planet. I think he did.
0: Oh, I thought, I, I thought they said in the end, like the citizens of his planet put the paintings in to remind him of what he had done, or something.
1: Well, why didn't he just tear them up? Maybe he liked watching them. Maybe he liked looking at. Yeah, them.
0: yeah, maybe he made. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's not the thing to really get stuck on, I suppose. Now, what I did mm-hmm. like is where they like make the connection that Dead Baxter looks like the paintings as Dead Baxter's across the room.
1: <laughs> <going>. <laughs> Well, you know, it's because Koenig it's because Koenig saw it, so it's absolutely right and and not only that, but I mean, they Koenig could have confronted him and said, and then he could have just said that's ridiculous and he just stays on there for another year and then see just starts messing with people. It's not like he he was also very his whatever his plan was was stupid. <laughs> it's like, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Well, I think he really did just want to event horizon
0: the place. I mean, yeah, that seems just, to be the end of That's why he's like, you know, like I was like, he's a Cenobite, you know, because that that's yeah. just like, I like to watch blood and suffering. So are you ready to surrender to the exquisite forces of pain and suffering?
1: Sure. I came okay. to this colonoscopy for a reason, and that's why. Now <laughs> destroy this... my colon. <laughs> I mean, disintegrate my colon. I already forgot my own joke. Oh, well, what um, can you do? But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, this, uh, his plan, I guess this whole thing is he's just really cocky. But it's also, uh, uh, again, with the Koenig being super great thing, it's kind of ridiculous that he was even able to land one punch because Valor basically took out like 18 guys.
0: Well, he gets uh, some, you know, he gets at least a little experience punching in most episodes. He was just having that punch up in the last sunset right so he likes punch yeah i mean people. he won
1: he won that fight pretty handily he's obviously the strongest person there somehow right. so he's currently having you know he's his, his ego is low <laughs> out of check is, is that how you become the captain do yes. you think that like do you think in star trek that the strongest character should be the captain well they do that in the mirror universe yeah but that's not real because if uh, if the if the universe is different, then you wouldn't have the same parents, so you wouldn't exist. So mirror universe. Much. Shut up. You're thinking it's void. Much. Shut up. It's all fake. It's we're a holodeck going, program. We're going,
0: we're going back to the mirror universe like five times in one series. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, I was I so glad that Voyager never did that. I, I would like to see um Space 99 and I do that once though. That's the thing with the mirror universe. It's great
1: once, you know? Yeah, just, you do it one time. Yeah. And, and the only way that it works is that the two universes converged i don't know 10 years ago yeah. cannot be that the world you know looking at you two, fringe cannot be that the whole world developed differently over the course of the past 10 billion years and then you have the same parents there's just another you there that's that doesn't make any sense none you just, you just don't understand time enough you're you're not a chronologist is that the- i'm not damon lindelof
0: What's what's what would be the scientist that studies time, man? Stephen Hawking? No, he studies. Uh, he was a physicist. I'm talking about like, oh
1: like w- Walter Chronos. Yes, there's <laughs> <laughs> the character. I am of your... Walter Chronos. Yeah, <laughs> there are. There's one of you in another universe. All all of you, except that one guy who's dead. They call me the timekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> reginald timekeeper maybe he'll Astral show up in the next week 1999
0: that's i mean that's yeah sure i mean there could be <laughs> he's just been working in the um garbage compactor for the past you know six months or whatever
1: so so it really seems like itc new york just kind of wanted this to be a, like batman villains <laughs> like in this right <laughs> that's yeah, kind of what well, they want because this is a Batman villain real yeah
0: yeah did i
1: make a note about that for this or something else i might have I might have written that down i don't remember and i'm not complaining because this is still like you know at least the third best episode of this series and i think my other two like i don't know most of my favorite ones have just had some guy who menaces everyone
0: oh the first time he gets up and does his uh arm spread i thought he wanted like a dr evil hug or something <laughs> Yeah, there's, there is a there's a bunch of that. Also, I do like the um, use the kill ray. Like yeah, they just call it <laughs> the kill it's not even set to kill in this episode. So use the kill ray. <laughs>
1: Everybody's yeah, got um, a kill ray. I took down the that part of yeah. Oh, that's right. Part of the whole thing where he lectured Koenig at the very beginning. He says, "Who are you to judge who is sane and who is not?" And then he starts explaining why he is he's going to torture everyone.
0: <laughs> well so... <laughs> if you're asking yourself if you're crazy that's when you know you aren't so he clearly don't think ask he's asking that no yeah he's i don't asking. think he's asking
1: he's Just... telling he's telling you he's sane. <laughs> um and there's also a line which i thought was extremely dumb but thought it was smart was koenig says what do you do about a killer who can't be killed it's like you know what i mean that's that's the, not the, profound what, 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 a that's killer, philosophical. what do you do about a killer who can't be killed you stay away there's, there's they no because phil- no... they're on a moon base <laughs> but i mean i don't know it, it it feels like whoever wrote that thought that it it was something that it isn't he's the cheaper version of a xenomorph they're stuck on the station with him. well what do you, what do you do when you want to die but you can't be killed that's different that that's philosophical i want why is the most beautiful person also the angriest? Hmm. Okay, that's not great, but it's still better than what do you do about a, bill, a killer who can't be killed? Um, when well, he rents the place, you don't argue. Like, yeah, that's profound, man.
0: Don't punch him. <laughs> don't scream at him. And me. Later,
1: <laughs> later, Koenig shows up as this is a cold blooded killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> Are you telling people this for the first time?
0: Uh well, um, I guess we'll put the split on this episode: uh, the sci-fi fun versus existential dread.
1: Well, I can't say it's a hundred percent fun because there is all that scary stuff in it. With a pain, <laughs> this guy is clear. Yeah, and this guy is clearly a very formidable adversary. So I'm going to go sixty-six point six percent fun, and then thirty-three point four percent existential dread
0: yeah i don't know i'm just gonna go with 100 fun i mean we've got the monster (laughs) of the week which is a middle-aged man floating around in flowing black (laughs) robes i'm like there's nothing particularly i mean even if you uh i'm I'm wondering it's been so long since i've seen hellraiser i guess that has the existential dread of just like studying something until it you know starts to pull you apart with hooks
1: Uh, Well, the difference between this and Hellraiser or Event Horizon is that those characters can do things like disappear into portals and reappear out of portals. This guy can't just teleport, but he can just beat you to death or make you hit someone with an airplane until you freeze in a scary face. That makes him more realistic. Yeah, it's a very grounded villain. But
0: not. not. He's grounded, but he isn't. (laughs) <laughs> i still
1: think like jarek this is a formidable enemy that would generally if you had to deal with this guy you'd be scared you know oh, yeah you <laughs> definitely like they, don't want him in your kitchen yeah they came really close to not getting rid of him, i guess it's a, clearly they can't just beat him to death but and uh there's there's where
0: any existential dread goes out the window the the aforementioned um bugs Bugs bunny solution to getting rid of Valor. So, <laughs> if there was, yeah, a red, I, that, that erased it for me. I'm like, this is this is <laughs> maybe like okay. Um, well, we just did the full circle. I'm like, which one's goofier? This one's more violent, of course. I,
1: I think that was goofier because it didn't make any sense. And they were like, running least a lot. Okay, Barbara thing is, made that
0: one goofier, I guess.
1: <laughs> the only episode of this that is reached for anything complicated that has worked for me has been um uh du- 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 du the 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 cave one uh, the last no 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 the 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 final <laughs> the one with the, the one with the smoldering skeleton at the end oh death's other dominion death's other dominion um all the ones that i've liked other than that have been very simple which, and, which is but uh, not too they, simple.
0: They mention in here they they call out like we know people can be immortal because we did that a few weeks ago. So that, that's yeah, nice that they, it's one of
1: the only yeah that that is listed in the trivia is one of the only times that they acknowledge that anything else has ever happened. I mean, and aside you know, from the first episode,
0: seventies TV continuity, you know, is not the tightest shift in the world.
1: Yeah, you know, it's not supposed. They're just aiming for uh, syndication. They don't they don't want they don't want you to uh, miss to uh, want to watch an order yes don't watch Uh, an order
0: um well do you have any other big points you want to put on this one this is one yeah it's like it it was fun to watch i i recommend this i wouldn't like hatchet cut it or anything if i was you know saving time on space 1999 but there's not that much to say about it other than like hey what do you think of baylor man (laughs) oh
1: um the note i put in is that he's a lot like here he's got a lot of garrick vibes like he felt kind of like evil garrick for the like first the
0: fifteen minutes, when he hasn't fully started killing people yet, I can see that. But again, Garrett's yeah. more fun, though. You know, maybe well that's thing is the evil. Garrett, you, you're, you're not mixing with
1: Gal are you? No, like... no, no, no. This, I'm okay. talking about just the performance, hmm. not not necessarily the the character or his motivations, but the like he reminds me of Andrew Robinson, which also is the Hellraiser link. Who <laughs> you know he played the guy who was Uncle Frank wearing the skin okay. of
0: I, I guess it's like I find Andrew Robinson very charming where this guy is like anti charming which is very
1: entertaining in the in the yeah. context of this episode <laughs> I think if Andrew Robinson played this character he would have done a lot of the same stuff I think he would have I think he would have made because that's a, his whole like I, I think one of the nicest half the episode I one of the best things I could say about him is that a lot of and I mean you know, obviously I love Star Trek, but a lot of actors on Star Trek do not commit to making an alien character truly alien. But uh, Garrick was always an alien. You know, he was like a, a weird insect guy, basically. And that, that's this guy's sort of the same vibes where he is being alien. And that rules because I think a lot of people just want to just want to show up and be like a guy so he's truly, yeah he definitely does not even though he looks like a
0: guy he acts like a freak so <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's great like i mean the, um, acts like a freak
0: i like that okay looks
1: like a guy. so do you think that the entire thing with with uh valor being evil was just a way to to sort of uh make up for the fact that they blew him up at the beginning which felt like a war crime basically yeah, I was wondering why NASA hasn't properly
0: blown up an asteroid yet. You know,
1: they didn't. They didn't. They found a door. They didn't knock on the door or anything. They just blew it up. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay now because it turns out he was evil.
0: I mean, they're just right. Well, they're just passing by these things. They don't have time to check everything. You know,
1: they'll be passed in like three days or running into it. I guess. <laughs> well, um, I guess we'll see him again. And there was actually someone wrote a novel that was. <laughs> Sequel to this episode, but I didn't put it in the trivia because that stuff annoys me. I'm sorry to everyone who loves who loves the, the books. That's I'm just favorite like, book. come on. Okay. I I like I like things you can watch, but then I don't know. Okay, here here's a final point I have.
0: Like I I put a note that the credits preview in this one was like, oh, this guy's gonna suck. Which is not clear when the credits are rolling, except that the credits decide to show you that. This might be one of yeah. the most spoilery episodes in terms of the uh,
1: flash forwards. Um good thing skipped or bad it. thing. You skipped I skipped it? it. Oh, I never skipped it. I always credits. I usually skip the credits because I'm trying to get through it really fast. Right. Okay. So anyway, I thought this one like if you watch that or don't watch
0: it very changes the flavor because it's more of a slow moody build up without it. Whereas if you've seen it, it's just like You know, it's like I'm waiting for the slasher move to get going.
1: I I think that that, I think they shouldn't do that. I don't think that I don't unless trailers are very well cut, I don't watch trailers anymore. Like I don't want spoilers. So I don't think I don't I don't agree with the artistic choice to add a bunch of clips from the episode you're about to watch in the opening credits. But that's not a trailer, that's in the proper show. That so it technically fits the the mode of storytelling of the show well it's almost worse because you're getting things that you're about to you're just about to see already it's like um what do you call that when you read an article and then part of the article is is quoted in big giant text that's in the middle of the article oh um like a poll quote or something i hate it i hate it because i have to read it twice like let me just read it when i get to it
0: okay no i know i know it's a contentious thing uh same with the Battlestar reboot, which also would do the flash forwards, uh, yeah. I like them personally, but um, yeah, I know plenty of people I, don't. Battlestar, did I think I'm that. in the they minority. The tycho but...
1: drums, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like taiko drums, but yeah, I, I don't like. I want to be surprised by things. If I know I'm going to watch a movie, I'll do everything I can to avoid seeing a trailer. I haven't watched the Furiosa trailer yet. I'm going to watch the movie. Um, I didn't didn't watch the Godzilla minus one trailer uh well i haven't seen oh i anyway. saw godzilla
0: minus one because in japan of course they've been showing it for every movie for six months before
1: <laughs> oh <No>, yeah <laughs> well yeah i also haven't really been going to the theater much um but I guess when i do i get there late i guess we we'll dial trailers. this
0: one down dial it down um my brain isn't working because i woke up too early for this so you're, you're in charge of that today the thing that finishes this
1: hey welcome to 6 45 p.m Eastern Standard Time, where my brain is working, you can find us on podcast... <laughs> yeah, my brain's working great. Patreon.com slash podcast. You yes. podcast. Uh, you throw us money, your service bills, get outtakes, get links to our other podcasts, podcasts like Films and Filth and Game of Podcasting, um, Luke Loves Pokemon, Game Game Show, Time Enough, Twilight Zone Podcast, A Occult Disney Podcast, uh, Hyrule Field Report, and... Mm-hmm. I think you did it. That is all of them. You could name
0: this one again. You've done that a few times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and this one.
1: This one. Yes. Podcast nineteen hundred and ninety nine.
0: Well, you drugged
1: that out. I cannot. I couldn't think of anything good to do.
0: Okay, everyone. So well, just slowly
1: said it. Don't be a Baylor. Yeah, stay in. Stay in your asteroid.